right, guys. Welcome to ISO The Buns Podcast. Or should I say girls, actually? I feel like I always reference you as guys. But maybe I should rethink that. I hope you guys who went to the march, you know, had your voices heard, kind of spoke up, maybe had a good time as well. That's kind of allowed, even though it's a protest. I think you're allowed to enjoy one another's company, meet like-minded people. Uh, And uh, if you didn't go, uh, at the very least, I hope you're sharing things online, maybe uh, raising awareness. I don't really have much to comment on uh, that whole experience. I'm not really, uh, I don't think that I'm I'm the right person to, to sort of speak on it. But if you guys have anything to say, email me, podcast at buns.com, and I will read it. So do that. Anyway, you girls, keep doing it. Anyway, this week's interview is with none other than the band Pup. If you don't know them, I strongly suggest you check it out. They've got a self-titled album. They've got another album called The Dream Is Over. And their videos are incredible. And one of the videos even features an actor from none other than Stranger Things. So I get into it with them about what it's like being in a band and being from Toronto, etc., etc. Check it out. But before that, it's time for This Week in Buns. All right, guys. Welcome to This Week in Buns. My name is Koji. I'm Callie B. Uh, Yeah, we're going to recap some of our, I guess, favorite posts from the week. So uh, why don't you start us off, Callie, while I sift through this. Okay. Well, top of the show, obviously the biggest thing that happened this week was the American presidential um, hoopla and the ensuing marches that happened around the world, which they're finally starting to count the smaller ones. And the last count that I saw was something like ridiculous, like 3 million people around the world. Um, So... We don't actually have final numbers yet, but there was a related Buns post uh, where uh, Jamin, who's one of the main people from Buns HQ, on the 21st of January, put up a post that was like, today was powerful AF. Whether you were there or you wanted to be but couldn't for whatever reason, you are powerful. So in the spirit of solidarity and celebration of marching united for women's rights, for trans women's rights, for survivors, indigenous women who are missing and or murdered, for black lives, for refugees, for every marginalized human, post your fave pics of the march in the comments. Uh, Pictures of best signs and rad people. So, so far there's like 60 comments on this. Um, I was actually at the march in Washington, so it's nice to see pictures from Toronto um, and sort of see all of my sweet, lovely Canadians (laughs) and their signs marching in Toronto. So I I enjoyed this. Like most major cities, it was kind of a, a madhouse, you know, just people everywhere. A lot of interesting signs, a lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of families, which I like to see, you know, babies yeah. and moms and dads. So it was good. 
One of my favorite, actually, maybe my favorite photo that I took at the Washington March was a dad yeah. uh, and his two kids in a double stroller and the kid in like the middle of the, because it was like one in front of the other, was holding a, this is what a feminist looks like sign. It was so cute. <laughs> and that was my favorite of the whole day. So, uh, so was that your favorite <laughs> sign as well? Um, no. I would have to find my photo of my favorite sign. Um, that was my favorite like picture that I took because I and I thought it was really heartwarming to see all of the younger generations out there, especially because this was clearly like it was a dad who was by himself. Like it wasn't right. He was just like there with his kids. And I thought that was really great. Um, yeah. What was your favorite sign? Um, I'm not sure which uh, city it was from. But somebody had a sign that says, shut the fuck up, Donnie. You're way out of your element, <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know if you're a, a big Lebowski fan, but it I is haven't a, seen it in so long. Oh, man. Yeah, it is a great quote from Big Lebowski, but also very poignant. There was another, there was a really cute, there was an entire article on um, this mom who was, uh, they were taking their, it was this family who was taking their kids to a march. <clears throat> and uh, she has a son who's older uh, who made a sign and then her baby she like looked over and on a spare piece of cardboard the baby had just been scribbling with her crayons mm -hmm. uh, and look the baby's little like she doesn't talk yet I think and then it, she had a picture of the baby like on its dad's shoulders holding up her little sign that's just like crayon scribbles <laughs> right. and it's so cute <clears throat> but a really nice like comment that I saw on the article or I guess it was somebody who had retweeted it they said that they appreciated that instead of the adult writing a sign and handing it to the baby that they were actually like letting their daughter express herself yeah, <laughs> yeah. even though it was just scribbles and she didn't know how to write yet I thought that was really cute um my favorite sign it's not a clever funny one I just thought it was one of the most important ones that this guy was carrying at the Washington sign, it just says white people listen to POC, like people of color, amplify their voices, confront those at your level of privilege. And then it had the BLM hashtag. And I thought that was pretty great. Cause most of them were like, most of them were like, I saw a lot of really funny signs. Yeah. Um, but I thought that sign was really important and yeah, that was my favorite one. Yeah, there, I mean, there's 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 some. It kind of runs the gamut. I've seen some like pretty deep ones and mm -hmm. some pretty funny ones and some nonsensical ones. But I guess you know whatever. If it uh, gets viral and hits the internet, it's uh, raising awareness in its own way. Yeah, so it was really nice to see a post on Buns of like all of the, all of the people in Buns Toronto, holding down the Canadian fort, so to speak. So. Yeah, I saw some signs that said uh, they were ISO a few things, and I just immediately assumed, well, there's a bun right there. <laughs> there were signs at the march being like ISO equality. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like that. That's amazing. Uh, okay, so let's kind of move from the march to the buns. Mm -hmm. uh, what uh, What's the first post you got for us? Okay, well, so the biggest potentially the biggest story on buns this week which does oh. not have hmm. um it has an update but not a resolution uh last week uh rachel posted on the main zone <clears throat> uh 
buns, I need your help. Are there any buns who are marriage efficients in Toronto and for free for half an hour next weekend? <laughs> and oh, I was yeah. like, excuse me. And it was like her and her partner uh, were supposed to be married that week in San Francisco. He's from Australia and on a work visa in the States. Um, but in the last 24 hours, they had some last minute hellish flight and visa experiences <laughs> in brackets. Thanks, Trump. Uh, and now he's booking an emergency flight to Toronto for next weekend uh, so they can get married in time. Uh, after such an amazing experience with the wedding of the couple from Israel that she saw on Buns, she was hoping that the Buns community could help them pull this wedding together in time. Uh, she said they can set up a fair trade with you depending on what you fancy and will ply you with champagne and good food. They don't have a location yet. They ideally would like to do it outside of an expensive city hall chamber booking. So any interesting locations you know of uh, where they could rock up with an efficient and a couple of witnesses would be amazing. And she says, thanks in advance, Buns, for helping two crazy kids from opposite sides of the planet try to live in the same country for the first time. So um, the update on the bottom of this, she said yesterday that they're in contact with a few people for officiating and are trying to lock down a location where they could invite Buns to come. So and she also said, like, thanks for everyone. So hopefully we'll get an update when they have a location. And then they're going to be, like, inviting buns because they need witnesses. <laughs> uh, so maybe Ken can go again. <laughs> well, he's... He that last one. Um, speaking of Ken, uh, I actually sat down and spoke with him for the podcast. Oh, cool. With his bathtub project. Yeah, so that look for that as far as updates are concerned. But I, I also had this, um, this post... Uh, picked up and uh i'm very confident that buns will be able to um find somebody to help them <clears throat> officiate their wedding and come up with witnesses if i if buns is good at something if, you know it's uh helping people who are i mean this is real cheesy but helping people who are in love i think that they're really good at that because I, I noticed that there was also an update uh thanks to you callie actually with the uh the australia story was there because i was looking today and i couldn't find it please tell me everything <laughs> uh well no the... like today slash yesterday australia time well the only update that i saw was that she said that uh the date had been moved back oh so it had been pushed a week i think so oh, we're gonna okay. have to wait just a little bit longer oh. to get our answers I'm dying i know it's crazy everyone wants to know or maybe it's just you and i Oh, I got another update for you, actually. What? Just came to mind. <laughs> we were talking cakes last oh, episode. Yeah. So many cakes last episode. And uh, one of our, I don't know, sh chefs, bakers, bakers? Uh, contacted me after the show and may or may not uh, be making me a cake. Oh, amazing. <laughs> She was so yeah. excited because I posted on her post that uh, we'd covered it on the podcast and she was so excited that she was on the podcast and she was like, how can I be on the podcast again? And I was like, well, maybe if you make Koji a cake. <laughs> so that's kind of amazing that that's actually going to happen. Yeah, I might. Uh, her cake you know, was the I one that was just like covered in sprinkles and it looked amazing. Yeah, just with all this crazy stuff on it. So I'm hoping that uh, if you're listening, I'm still down for some cake. <laughs> All right, what else you got for us? Um, okay, so so 
Um, did you <laughs> the creepiest thing that happened on Buns this week? Um, did you see those ventriloquist dolls? Because they've literally been no. haunting my dreams since this. Oh, it's no, terrifying. It Let me um, send you the link right now so that I'm not the only one who is horrified while we're talking about this. Um, so Chris posted uh, two of the most terrifying ventriloquist dummies I've ever seen in my entire life. With oh. just the uh, the post just says ISO a dream to haunt. We'll trade a warm place for your hand. PM me, winky face. Is one of them? At first, I thought one of them might be drunk, but maybe he's high. It looks like he's got a bunch of joints <laughs> in his pocket or something. Oh shit! I did not even notice that. I was too busy staring at their terrifying faces that are looking into my soul. Oh, uh, it's so weird. I I don't like I don't like dolls and and dummies and. I don't know. I don't care for it. Oh, no. Me neither. I, I don't like them at all. I hate clowns. I tried to show this to my boyfriend who also hates clowns, and he was just like, why did you show me that? Never show me that again. Like, he was really upset about it. Um, these things are terrifying. Uh, I don't know why they're here. I'm not sure if they're actually being traded. Uh, oh, someone will, someone will take them for sure. Oh, there are people I, I in the comments being like, oh, are these still up for trade? And I'm like, why do you want these? <laughs> like, why? I think that uh, next time you come to Toronto, we should have a, a, a party for your return filled with clowns. A little clown no. party. little clown surprise party. No, I'll and see also if, fuck you. <laughs> I'll see if Buns can help me out with that one. I feel like there's a, there's a clown or two lurking. Terrible. Lurking on Buns. Well, um... What else do we got? Oh, okay. This is kind of funny. Speaking of clowns, Patty Jane posts uh, that she is, it's kind of a misconnection. ISO this bun offering an avocado to whoever finds this mystery bun. I don't know where the avocado comes into play, um, but uh, some people trade succulents. These two could be trading numbers. So, and it's a screenshot of Patrick in the uh, misconnection zone saying, I was carrying an avocado today and you asked me if I was, if it was for a buns trade, it wasn't, but I wish it was. So I had a reason to speak to you longer. If it isn't obvious, I would really like to do that. So if you were the bun, uh, asking about the avocado, hit up Patrick in the misconnection zone. That is and the it, most vague misconnection I've ever heard. What is it though? Yeah. Do you like just sit on the bus saying to people like, "Hey, that avocado you got is that for a buns trade?" Hey, well, that no, hatchery but... is that for a buns trade? I feel like you know. But I mean, what are what are the odds that that specific avocado inquiring bun is going to see the post or listen to this? Like the thing that what? always irks me. The thing that irks me. Let me just for the record about uh, misconnections is when people put zero descriptors of who it is they're looking for because they might not see the post but like 10 of their friends might and if you don't say Fair. like you were had purple hair or you were blonde or she was wearing a red dress and had a like black purse and like like really cool glasses or whatever it doesn't matter how many people who knows that everyone like their mother could be reading that post and wouldn't know it was them, you know? So like 
if you actually want to find a misconnection, like put as many possible descriptors so either the person reading or their friends know it was them, you know? Well, yeah, but at least the guy knows that uh, he or she is a bun. So there's a there's a bit of a chance that it might make its way. You know, I'll just keep bumping it until uh, <laughs> until they find each other. Just everybody ask all of your friends. Like, was it even? Do we even know? Um, like, is this is the person they're looking for a male, female? No, we don't know. Binary. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like oh, the person who asked about an avocado. Well, <laughs> ask uh, all well, of your friends if they had a conversation with someone about an avocado. Buns detectives, get on it. <laughs> this is the hardest detective. You have nothing to go on. Um, okay, so speaking of talking to strangers, um, Madison posted last week uh, that their New Year's resolution <clears throat> is to just do more. None of this laziness and sitting around being a bum after work, trying to fill my schedule with anything and everything to get all sorts of new and fun experience. Have enlightening conversations and meet new people. So if anyone wants company for something, you're going to count me in. Also, major bonus points for free or cheap events. Bring me to your pole class, Indian wedding, board game night, potluck, skating night, classical recital, metal concert, church temple service, intramural, yoga class, work party, activist meeting, grocery shopping trip, crazy party, blood donation appointment, photo shoot, running club, tattoo sesh, I'll watch, Volunteer opportunity, discussion group, dumpster diving, mini road trip, crafting session, et cetera, et cetera. I'm keeping a notebook with all of my experiences and want to fill it up. I'm also really hoping to start going for coffee dates with strangers to stir up some more interesting conversation in my life. If you're interested, shoot me a message and we'll have to find a way to hook up. Thanks in advance, beautiful buns. Uh, I think this is a great idea. So I great. like it a lot. There's almost 170 like likes on this and... Um, a bunch of people commenting. Um, the post was shut down because it's in the main training zone and uh, this person was directed to take their post to the Buns friending zone. So unfortunately, you can't comment anymore. But if you do want to do something with Madison, um, I'm not sure if they ever posted this in Buns friending zone. Um, well, you could they always... can always just go to our link at yeah. in the podcast zone and then click on Madison's name and send Yeah, yeah. So just private message her. We'll have the link to this uh, in Bun's podcast zone, like Koji just said. And this is a great idea. I, know, I like I think it's really cool. The whole the the end bit with the because um, I had this one pulled up as well. The end bit with the uh, coffee dates with strangers to stir up interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the reason. One of the reasons I decided to start doing this whole podcasting thing was so that I could sit down and talk to interesting people. Cool. So, yeah. you know, you never know what will come out of it. I, I think this, uh, this is a great idea, and I fully support you, Madison. Uh, okay, so we got a bun success story here, I think. <laughs> uh, Maggie writes, my father's in palliative care, uh, so I've spent a lot of time in the patient lounge with members of my family and the family members of other patients, including a bunch of small and restlessly bored kiddos. There's an extensive VHS and DVD collection here, but no functioning player. Buns extraordinaire Roy, and I don't even know how to say this name, Fra, Fra? came th- came through within hours of my posting about needing a VHS DVD player. And now me and my tiny companions are watching a 1959 Disney classic, Sleeping Beauty. Thank you, Buns. But I think you mentioned to me at some point that 
it was only for loan? Yeah, so in the comments, she said, hey, she should have edited her original post probably, but the comments say, hey, so it turns out the one I received was a loan, which is still amazing, but the unit needs a permanent player. Does anyone have a VHS slash DVD, either two-in-one or separate player I can donate to uh, PMH, which is the Princess Margaret Hospital Palliative Care Unit? Um, So other people are like donating DVDs. Uh, someone else said they might have a DVD player. Um, other people were like, oh yeah, I work across the street. If you need a permanent DVD player, I can drop them off tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. But there is no actual update as to whether or not she found one. Oh, wait. No, she, she answered me. Oh, good. Oh, because I asked earlier today, I was like, we're covering this on the podcast. Did you ever find one or should I ask for donations? So she actually responded to me and said, uh, that Darrell brought her a VHS and a DVD player. So that's great. <laughs> Buns this was literally, through. she posted, she responded to me seven minutes ago. So we've, uh, we've closed the case just in time for the podcast. That's amazing. That's great. That is, because uh... I was going to oh. ask all the podcast listeners if anyone had one to donate, but we don't need it. They got one. Hello? I love that. Yeah, I love that. I feel like um, Buns is really good at, uh, I mean, I keep saying this over and over again, but really good at coming through when when people need it. And that's kind of my favorite part. All the things that kind of like, you know, slightly irk me or like can drive me up the wall a little bit when it comes Mm -hmm. to uh, some of the discussions on Buns. In the end, when someone needs help, we help them. And that, uh, I think that kind of, you know, gets me through the annoying parts. Well, speaking of irksome fights oh. on buns. Yeah, let's speak Emily about it. Emily posted on the Helping Zone. She says, okay, I'm having a moment. My roommate thinks the fact that I eat chili over rice is completely ridiculous and not the norm. I have lived my entire life thinking that chili is served over rice and have always consumed it like that. Have I been Twilight Zoned again? Also, aforementioned roommate eats chili over pasta. Is she a weirdo? Help. Uh, There's like 150 comments on this of people discussing the various ways that chili should be or should not be eaten, uh, what it should be served with. Uh, I think a lot of people think her roommate is crazy for eating chili over pasta, which I've personally never even heard of. I think I can say definitively that that's not a thing that people do. Come on. I mean, Come so apparently, apparently chili over pasta is a big Midwest things, uh, which when I read this to my boyfriend earlier today, he even said that he was like, oh, they do that in the Midwest. It's kind of weird. Um, no. And it came out, yeah. On. And it came out in the comments that like chili over rice obviously is similar to like just beans and rice, which tends to be a little more like South American in origin. Um and so, like, people were like, what about – people are like, I eat it with bread and, like, cheese. And so someone else, because of this post – so Emily posted this, and then <clears throat> someone named Sarah – I'm not sure if that's the roommate she was having the fight with because this post just says, chili to be served with, colon, and then it's a poll. Um, so 302 people voted for bread. That one won. So chili is to be served with bread. It's definitive now. Um, Buns decided. Uh, 196 people say cheese. 124 went for tortilla chips. 96 says rice. 
Uh, 30 said rice and bread, which seems like a lot of carbs, if you ask me. Wait, and then wait, only wait. 15 hold people said pasta and 10 on. said pasta and bread. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Cheese was an option? Um, It is in this poll. That doesn't... Uh, but it's not like the other, it's like that's the that's the topping, right? I know, I agree, but a lot of people were like, I just have chili with cheese on it. Or sour cream. Yeah. And then but, just eat the chili. Okay. Anyway, I I I object to that even being an option because I, I would have it with <laughs> I would have it with cheese and bread. Yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of people voted for both. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think for sure uh bread wins because it it's the most common uh, but, but i really like tortilla chips yeah i i have nothing against that but i think between the two options that she initially proposed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's gotta be rice it's gotta be rice who eats yeah. pasta with chili it's just like that just makes your chili into a really really weird pasta sauce yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. I personally like um, not using a spoon at all and just using tortilla chips as my spoon for chili. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Less dishes. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, okay, let's talk about what else do I got on the on the menu here? Pun intended. Um, nothing actually. I think that we covered all the links that I pulled up. So if you've got well, any I have more. A couple- uh, photo ones which out. i think will be kind of cool because they're now going to be um so someone someone posted uh samson posted in the trading zone bunsies iso nova scotians who live in toronto um the it's immediately edited but the original one said i'm doing a photo series of nova scotians who've transplanted to toronto for one reason or another i want to meet you at your favorite toronto cafe or bar have tea coffee brew and chat about your experiences you get a free headshot and some East Coast chits and chats. Um, my portrait work is here. And then he has a link to his photography website. Mm-hmm. Um, and the edit update is that the, over 100 interested people in less than an hour private messaged him. Um, he said he'll leave this thread open. But at this point, he's not taking any more names. Thank you all so much. Uh, he'll be responding to everyone. Uh, so check your DMs. Um I thought that was crazy. Like by the time I saw this, he'd already had a hundred people respond to him, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's actually really wild. I kind of sometimes feel like I'm in the minority being born and raised in Toronto. I mean, I'm from the West Coast, so I'm the exact opposite. I hadn't even been to the East Coast of Canada until last year. I went for one of my best friend's weddings. It's beautiful there. It is. It's lovely. But yeah, there are a lot of Nova Scotians who live in Toronto, and apparently a hundred of them are getting their photos taken. So I kind of hope that um, in a couple months we get a sweet update uh, from Samson with all of the Bonds portraits that he does for this. Yeah, I like that. I'm into it. I want to see him. Um, The second photography one that I have was uh, Kaylee posted in the main zone. She's a photographer and is looking for some critters to photograph, specifically color for colorful birds and reptiles. So if you have one that's waiting for its moment to shine, please PM me. She also posted a few of her photos, which are really cute. It's like an adorable dog and a hedgehog and a kitty. Um, and a lot of people like responded to this. 
Um, I think most people tend to have dogs and stuff. So if you have a weirdo pet that you would like a free professional photograph of, get in touch with Kaylee because I think she kind of is looking for them on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a link to this in podcast zone as well. Um, One more thing that I have. So we had a very similar, this is another thing that needs submissions from people. Um, Again, in the dating zone. So last week we had the girl who was drawing monster people. This one, I'm not sure what she's doing with it, but Angela posted, um, hey, Buns, I'm starting a little art project based on the woes of modern dating. I would love it if you guys have any recurring problems that you've experienced from putting yourself out there, i.e. ghosting, uh, to share with her for some inspiration. And she said she'll finish, she'll share the finished project if it turns out okay um so this has a bunch of this has some comments on it already but not enough so if you guys have something that irks you uh bullshit that you date with that you date with bullshit that you deal with all the time while dating um hit up angela because she needs uh inspiration from your submissions i'm sure there are tons of people that have experiences to submit to this. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Well, I don't really have any more to say other than be nice to each other and respect one another's opinions. Cause, uh, sometimes these debates can get a little heated mm-hmm. and, uh, I saw one today that made me especially heated, but I didn't really jump in because I feel like I need to be a little impartial if I'm going to be, oh gonna be doing this thing i was on an airplane all day so i missed all the buns drama you'll have to send me a link (laughs) oh it was deleted oh shit (laughs) the post was deleted by poster because uh shit was going down anyway anyone has screenshots dm those to me (laughs) (laughs) um all i'm saying is everyone just be nice and nobody's a nazi uh, love you guys and stay tuned for my interview with none other than uh, the band Pup coming up next. Awesome. Until next time. Keep on bunsing. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. All right, so it's time for my chat with the band Pup. They are really nice guys. I was introduced to Pup by a buddy of mine who said, you got to check out this music video. The video is for a song called DVP. It's kind of a lyric video, but way more nuanced than that. If you are a classic gamer or just like sweet rock punk music check it out fuck you guys just check it out regardless because i think the dream is over is one of the best albums of 2016 you know write me tell me what you think podcast at buns.com if you hate it say fuck you i hated it but if you love it tell me you loved it then go see them live because they are even better live even better live sold out a bunch of shows at the uh the old, uh, I don't know, can't remember what it's called. Danforth Music Hall there. 
had another band, the Hotel Year, opening for them, which was also incredible. But I digress. Here's my interview with Pup. Okay, levels are good. Check, check. Yeah. Oh, here all over the place. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, I am here with two members of the band Pup. I will let you guys introduce yourself so that people know who you are when you're speaking. Cool. Uh, I'm Zach. I play drums. I'm Steve. I play guitar. Okay, so let's let's kind of get into it from the beginning. You guys grew up in Toronto? Yes. Yeah, around the same area, the area we're currently in, the high park sort of zone. Okay. Um, and the three of us went to high school together. We basically have been playing music together since we started playing music. So. Uh, yeah, and then Stefan, uh, the singer, yeah. uh, grew up in North Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but he and Nestor, our bass player, the two members who aren't here, okay. uh, went to Ryerson University together and met there. Right on. Uh, and that's sort of where the genesis of Pup kind of started was just the two of them kind of and how did they find you guys uh, i was just i mean i i started playing in bands with nestor so it was basically as stefan says he just like walked into a fully formed band oh uh, that's awesome yeah it was so it was a relatively easy yeah uh, for him to yeah it, integrate, it, it, so. it's that kind of thing where i think a lot of musicians have a handful of kind of other musicians that they trust and right kinda, yeah, yeah will gravitate towards and so Zach Nestor and I have kind of been like that there's always been uh, kind of an understanding or just sort of a it was simpatico yeah 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 that's fantastic um so I was talking to Ben from Collective Concerts a little while ago and he had mentioned that he had known you guys since uh some of you were in really bad ska bands hell yeah Mm -hmm. yep uh what was the name of that ska band well we were in a band called Fresh Produce which I mean Nobody is, will ever find anything yeah. really. It's yeah, like pretty down low. Right. Uh, Stefan was in a band called Stop, Drop, and Skank, who actually tried to get away from the sky angle. They were a much better band than ours, um, but they we were both kind of in the same scene, playing all ages shows all over. And I mean, that was the scene that nurtured our interest in playing music. So that, other than it being sky, it was important to yeah. our coming up. Yeah, and uh, then yeah, I mean. Because that was like 12 years ago. Yeah, 12. Yeah, it was when we started. 13 so years so ago. I, I'm guessing you guys were like playing what, like the reverb in yeah. the cathedral and stuff exactly like that? Right. Yep. Exactly yeah. right. I can't go into that crate and barrel anymore. No, man. man. It, it stresses me out. It, it's like where I went to some of my first shows and definitely where I played my first shows when, I, you know, right. well, I was living in Toronto and playing music. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very stressful. I mean, I don't even know where kids would go these days to... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there are a few places depending on the show and the band, but there's no like there's no central place, no. No, it's n- it's not like it was. All those places are kind of on the periphery. You know, there was um Shibijibi, which I think was all ages, but even that isn't open anymore, I don't yeah. think. Uh and Smiling Buddha. Smiling Buddha does all ages. I think that's okay. sort of the closest. Cool. But even then, I think it's still it's tough, right? Because I think so much of like live music now is is also about bars wanting to make sales. Yeah. Which is yeah. really unfortunate. Um well it's interesting the, the conversation that I had with with Ben was about how how much real estate affects yeah 
venues, right? Absolutely. So at least Palace and the Horseshoe, they're kind of stuck because they have to serve alcohol. It's the only way they they can make money, and the yeah. the rent on those places is like yeah, massive. Well, yeah, they insane. back in the day, I don't know if, uh, about now because I have no use going to an all ages show, obviously because right. I'm quite old. Um, <laughs> but uh, they definitely did. Like I remember seeing the Planet Smashers at a matinee. Yeah, yeah. At mm-hmm. the Horseshoe, which was awesome, mm-hmm. and that was uh, yet again one of the things that fed kind of the interest in playing music, which. That's why it is unfortunate that there are less all ages sh- uh, venues in the. Well, city. you guys just played Danforth Music we did. Hall, and th- that show was amazing. By the way, thank I went you. to one of them. Thank you. That was fun. And uh, loved you guys. Loved the hotel. You're a great show. Yeah. Uh, but it was all ages too, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. Is that important to you guys? Very. Yeah, I think it. I think it really is because I don't think we would be where we were or where we are rather. Yeah. Without that all ages scene and without kind of having a reliable venue to go and see shows at. Yeah. Um, and I guess there are still some of those venues, like the Opera House yeah. does all ages, but it's just tough when they're that big mm-hmm. because it's not like the local shitty ska band right. that Zach and I were in yeah. isn't probably going to be getting those opening gigs. Yeah, yeah. Like, not at venues like that. Like, right. But playing a five-band bill at a place like the Reverb Cathedral, and I guess to some extent the smiling buddha yeah that's still possible right right but um it's not like a it's not a given and in in a city like toronto you would hope that an all ages venue would be kind yeah. of a given. i guess debitstro yeah they debitstro is slowly kind of yeah. doing that as much as it pains me to say it i think somebody needs to resurrect supernova because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> those yeah. shows were always yeah. all yeah well, yeah like, like it's those shows were always it was more for the bands playing than the audience. Like I, I remember playing to very few uninterested people. Oh yeah. Uh, and, but that it was more about like, we're getting a chance to play and that in itself, just like the enthusiasm of youth, which has long left us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it makes you want to play more. It has its own momentum and that's, it's, yeah, it's sad that it, you can't find more places that are small like that. But it's gotta be surreal now coming back to Toronto and playing what three nights at the Danforth Music Hall? Yeah. Very surreal, yeah. Like to to a packed house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was insane. It's probably a a, a long way away from uh, playing to a few disinterested. Oh, it's uh, it is. yeah, very far, and just like even like small stuff. Like my drum teacher from back in the day was there, and just like having that opportunity to play. In, I hadn't seen him in so long. Mm-hmm. And Do your parents like, come out to the yeah, show? Oh yeah, every every show. Oh, so. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, they're pretty cool. It's yeah. nice to have uh, supportive parents. Yeah. I think a lot of them have like seen. They're dis. The they're growth. supportive but distant. Like they're yeah. like they're not coming to every show when we were coming up. Yeah, yeah. But like every Toronto show, like without fail. I, I feel like most parents they there's like a tipping point. At first they're like, oh, when are you going to give up that whole music thing? <laughs> and then like, you know, maybe an article comes out or you're on the radio or something, and they're like, oh, I see. This yeah. is like a yeah. real thing. Yeah, definitely. There are there are like. They visible things that are more for parents than for the band. It's like, oh, this is just like an like natural progression of our place in the industry. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 this is crazy. It's like it's not actually that crazy. We hired somebody to do that. <laughs> so like we have a publicist like, for a reason. I yeah. feel like written media, especially like printed media, is is for parents. Yes. Yeah. More than anything, if they can hold it in their hands, they're like, yeah. oh, it's fucking real now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's true. That's not to say I'm not grateful, but because being in Rolling Stone at all is amazing yeah yeah it's just like that's like we have people on it i was actually earlier today listening to a a podcast and Questlove was the guest 
and he was kind of saying the same thing he's like i don't get that like turned up about media now because i do it a lot and yeah I'm yeah in that world and i know that it's important and i do appreciate it and it's really you know but i think the other thing too is like if you start to kind of buy into your own press and your own hype yeah you really can kind of poison creativity and poison yeah uh like being humble and, and just keeping focused on on the work right and the creative work and, and the stuff that's actually important and that drives press yeah you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. not a it's it press is a means to an end not yeah. but quest is uh, also an unusually wise yeah guy yeah that's i <laughs> mean he's he's a my hero yeah <laughs> <laughs> well so this is the last time that i'll mention press but is it kind of surreal to be on a bunch of top album lists of the year? Because I see Pup everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And, and it like, it's not just a Canadian thing by any stretch of the imagination. It's just like, you know. And ben even said it himself when I interviewed him. He was like, I haven't seen excitement for uh, Toronto or Canadian-based band since like Alexis on Fire. Mm. Like of the size. That's got to be pretty. It's awesome. Like seeing, I mean... Uh, you kind of keep your head down for a lot of the work so you don't realize all the stuff that's going on and then yeah. accumulates at the end of the year in lists like this and you see like it's like the harvest is like you see the the spoils of your work right and that's crazy like see the corners we reached is yeah uh, yeah it is surreal it's but i mean awesome. it, it's no accident obviously you guys tour like machines yeah yeah I mean, probably uh, probably too much to to the point <laughs> <But> of, <laughs> to the point of of health issues sometimes right yeah. yeah 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 I mean for us and like for a rock band I don't know yeah you know like there's no there's no rock band that is the Beatles mm. right now. yeah yeah there's no monoculture yeah yeah basically yeah right. right like it's it maybe if we were like rappers on like a Drake level yeah we could afford to not <laughs> we could afford to tour once yeah, every yeah. year and a half two years or more comfortably or whatever yeah, yeah but i mean that's just not our like we're not so poor like we've been able to you know float it a little bit right just from from touring but like that is still the main way that we support ourselves yeah. and the way that the way that we kind of well given that you guys are are jammed together for so long such a long period over the year was it cathartic to uh make that uh that video uh what is it, it <laughs> if this sure, tour is yeah. it was i mean it was we don't have like uh we're pretty good at talking to each other so it's like the that is more about like the little annoyances that happen day to day that accumulate but then oh, eventually totally. it just like comes out as a conversation as opposed to like a fist fight because yeah yeah like but it's it was cathartic in that it was like a it was nice to see someone responding so well to the music that they were inspired to make a video, which is our, our friend Jeremy, who is an amazing director, and he does all that stuff for yeah. us. I didn't want to ask uh, you about that because cool. I, I was listening to uh, the Washed Up Emo podcast. Oh, yeah. And oh, you guys yeah. were on. I love that podcast. But yeah, yeah. You guys happened to be on, which was great. And uh, you mentioned that your buddy does all of your videos. Was this somebody that you also grew up with? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. he, we just met him um, when we were trying to get something together for reservoir yeah okay and that was the first video like literally from the beginning he has been there with uh there's a, a woman named chandler levac who also helped in their videos at the outset and yeah 
Um, she works for Tiff. She now. works for Tiff now, but yeah. she like Jeremy and her were always there for us, and they started the whole thing, and they, we've always been able to rely on them. And, for and that. they're from Toronto as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Jeremy's from Vancouver. Yeah, originally, but they both but he, they um, live here. Yeah, yeah, they both studied at the Canadian Film Center in Toronto, well, and yep. and we're doing your videos are are incredible. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. One of the guys ends up being in Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was insane. And, yeah. And um, I mean, the music video for DVP. I mean, all cards on the table. I'm I'm kind of late to the to the party. I saw that that video is what what brought me into it because I yep. love classic video games and i was just like oh i gotta check this out jeremy knocked it out of the park and that's uh like we grew up with video games like that the like consoles and stuff yeah (laughs) oh amazing all i did was go back through like all the old sega games that i like yeah what are your favorite games i loved earthworm earthworm jim oh yeah yeah yeah, that was awesome uh i'm more of a nintendo guy but like yeah also my all my friends had sega but uh like uh, Mega Man x and super metroid yeah like castlevania 3 and Street Fighter and all that classic stuff. Was you know, it, you remember that um, there was a OG NES game. Uh, it was an Adams Family game, oh, like Uncle oh, Fester's, Fester's Quest. Yes. Oh yeah. man, that shit was awesome. That what one of the hardest games ever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, love that game. I feel like they designed the NES games to be impossible. Well, they had to because yeah. they're so small, right? So yeah. it either repeated forever with different colors. Yeah. Or the games just had to be hard because they didn't have a lot of room. Yeah, yeah, that was like the first Metroid like that I played on on NES. It was yeah. so hard. Like oh I, yeah, basically. Impossible. I was like, I can't. I'm not gonna play anymore because it's <laughs> oh, really yeah. annoying. <laughs> yeah, I used to get. I think that's why kind of the early PlayStation. I had a PlayStation Two and a Nintendo sixty four, and yeah. that was like when games lost me because okay. I just like didn't have the patience for anything other than like. Uh, like sports games, yeah, or like Parappa the Rappa. Well, I think we something. we need to get you guys to the Buns office. Then we got some VR going on. Oh and man, it is another world. <laughs> well, speaking of all this like crazy uh, entertainment, what do you guys do with your downtime? Like, I mean, you don't the, have a lot of it, obviously, because yeah. you're on tour. All also, the not time. on the road. Like okay, or on the road as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean downtime. I mean we're all always busy. Like I, I have another band and I try to work here and there and we're all kind of the same yeah i, I teach a little bit of guitar and um uh, just, i could use some lessons hey, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later yeah <laughs> uh and you know i'm i'm around i kind of like being a, a homebody when i'm here so right. i just like cooking and nice like yeah. cleaning yeah i guess stay at home dad yeah. Be, being uh being on the road so long it's probably nice just to be in your house yeah yeah like i it's amazing how much i appreciate things that would otherwise like be mundane yeah and i think touring has really kind of allowed me to embrace that Mm -hmm. like you know just yesterday i was here and i like smoked a joint and like cleaned the apartment and like prepped dinner and watch tv simple things yeah you know what i mean like it's it's really kind of i've found that i've since touring a lot i've found that i really like tidying up yeah it's like a weird (laughs) like ocd like something whenever i like put something away like something the serotonin starts pumping in my head so i just do that and it's fine i guess like living in such a small space while you're on tour kind of forces you to keep yeah, you, you're constantly, like, pruning the garbage. Yeah. yeah, and, like, we were just talking about this before uh, you got here, but, like, getting home and being, like, I have too many T-shirts. I have too, like, just, like, paring all that stuff down. And, like, yeah. there, I mean, not to, like, 
tie it in but there's buns right like right and it being in this city like i've i've traded stuff my girlfriend's traded stuff and on um, buns yep yeah does and anyone ever say like hey you're that dude from pub i think that's happened to stefan yeah stefan's before. like traded stuff for like tokens or wine or whatever yeah and uh yeah he's gotten that a couple times which is yeah i mean yeah it's, it's, it's it, cool it's just it like cool. a little it's like, oh, it's like yeah. A, yeah you never i think i sometimes forget yeah. Yeah. That, like we're vi- somewhat visible. Yeah. Like but, and in tr- I think in Toronto more. Right, right. I think it's it's happened in Chicago a couple of times too, but uh so I think there's a lot of pride here too with the fact that uh you know, you guys are from here and Toronto's just starting to come into its own like on a global yeah. level. Yeah. All those so. think pieces that are coming out now. Yeah. I don't know. It's really I mean like I we all I think part of it is you know having grown up here too yeah we are very proud of the city and i don't think we're prideful in like a bad way no absolutely not i um, think it's fantastic you know i just like i like wearing raptors jerseys on stage right. i like you know trying to help other bands in and around toronto yeah. either bringing them out on tour or yeah. you know opening slots at those danforth shows or whatever we can do just to like help support the community here right um, yeah you yeah. had the uh the singer from the flatliners yeah. open yeah, for Chris, you guys yeah, when Chris i saw did, you yeah. which is uh yeah, he's an awesome dude that's a toronto mainstay right there the yeah. flatliners yeah i mean talking about the cathedral and the reverb and everything i mean those guys that's where we used to see those guys oh, back yeah. in the day and it was them and like well i mean less toronto more like southern ontario but them and protest the hero protest, yeah. started yeah. like the toronto pride kind of helped like, breaking that like, out yeah yeah everyone when we go on tour, oh, the people are like, oh, you're from Toronto. Flatlanders are awesome. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. And we're like, we agree. And they're awesome yeah. dudes as well. And Yeah. So. And that sort of punk world, the, those two bands. And then, I mean, and then <sighs> fucked up for what they've done for yeah. building punk and building that right. brand. And When is Attack and Black going to get back together? That's what oh, I want man. to know. That Good most question. recent Daniel Romano record yeah. is incredible. I got to give it another listen. I'll be honest. I love the all the other Dan Armano records, but that one kind of like threw me for a loop. I only listened to it once though. Oh, so. see, I was see, I'm kind of the other way. I like Attack and Black, and then his first two records, I was sort of like, eh, it feels like very like sticky country. Oh, definitely. And sometimes is. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but this one, I think he finally just sort of synthesized like the <clears throat> stickiness of the country that he loves with like some sort of yeah. It's got of, it's got a strange vibe to it yeah. for sure. I I do have to to give it another listen. I don't I don't know if I gave it a fair chance. So when you guys are back in Toronto, what are some of your favorite spots to uh, to hit in the city? Mm. Uh, I mean, I I love uh, I try to pare it back, but I love drinking beer. <laughs> uh, obviously, you do it a lot on oh, the road. Who doesn't? But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I like thirsty and miserable and uh, bar hop and oh, yeah. all the good beer places. Right, basically, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Left Field? Uh, no, but I mean, I drink. I a love lot of the Ephus. The left field Ephus is, is so good. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, and then my locals, Brydens, and that's just like on at Jane and Bloor. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I try. I find myself in a lot of like record stores and bookstores. Oh, like where? Um, I love Pandemonium in the Junction, which is would be my local mm. record yeah. and bookstore. Uh, I love June Records. June Records is a place that I used to work, and um, Ian and Dennis are are really great guys, and Pat and Andrew and Raf and everyone who works there. Um, I love Cosmos, both of them. I might need to get some recommendations for, for record stores. I just recently got my, uh, 
my record player fixed, so I'm, I'm right stocking on. up again. Yeah. Um, oh, and Brooks Shop, my girlfriend's shop in Roncesvalles, is likely yeah. general. Yeah, that's mm, great. There are a lot, and she's doing a lot for the community and all that sort of stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sweet. Oh, before I forget, you mentioned another band. Why don't we just plug that real quick? Oh, uh, well, they're called DeForesters. Um, yeah, it's just like a pop punk band. Uh, buddies, Sweet. like beer buddies, and just like hanging out, writing pop punk songs. And uh, a couple of guys were in a band called The Roman Line, which is like an old punk band from London. And okay. they're, yeah, good dudes, just fun. So the DeForesters. DeForesters, yeah. Is it available online anywhere? Yeah, it's on. Uh, we have an EP on Spotify, and oh sweet. Uh, we have a Bandcamp, uh, which I think is just it's either DeForesters. I don't remember. It's really bad. DeForesters.bandcamp.com or DeForestersSuck.bandcamp.com. <laughs> it's uh, one or the other. So nice. You can find it there. All right, so let's let's just uh, again take a step back from the from the. To, sorry, to the uh, beginning days of Pup. When did you start going on tour? Uh, it's got to be... How long ago? I mean, it was f- kind of from the beginning. We'd do like weekend stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we were all working full-time at various jobs. And uh, it's just like a lot of... Yeah. A lot of like weekend warrior stuff. And right. When that started getting more off the ground, taking more time off work. And then like two years later, we're like, we can't do both. So yeah. we're just going to take the plunge and be poor right yeah was there was there a tipping point where you realized like or was there a specific event where you realized like wait you know we need to do this full time i think we got offered a cross canada tour yeah that was yeah yeah and then there were like a handful of like gigs in new york and we were sort of doing the the visa process right. and there, you know, there were like, there was an agent involved. So when all those pieces started to kind of align and it was all within kind of like a six month, like, and was this after or before the first album before? before yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I guess we were, we got a, we got that grant from factor to, to make the first record. Yeah. yeah. And so that was sort of like, okay, all this stuff is in line and it's not ever going to be comfortable to do it. But if we're going to do it, time it is now and i think that tour was actually where we tested out all of our songs to record it the following december yeah which is kind of convenient so yeah i mean it's been like four years since four or five years since we started and it's been like very pretty uh wall to wall since then Mm -hmm. have you guys had a chance to play with any of your heroes oh yeah we played with the hives oh yeah in in london at brixton academy yeah which was surreal um just like I mean, we didn't hang out with them, but they right. are super nice dudes and yeah, yeah. super supportive. And that was like, that was surreal. Yeah. It was insane. And we've been, I, I don't know, we've been really lucky to play with a lot of bands I think that we respect that are kind of active now. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, bands like Titus Andronicus and, oh, and sweet. Um, yeah. the Menzingers and, oh yeah, Jesus, all kinds of bands. Um, Modern Baseball. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Right? Um, yeah. And yeah, we've been really, really lucky. Like those people have responded very you know we went down to Ch- we got to play at Shea Stadium and right. a couple of the dudes from Titus Andronicus came out and you know what I mean like little yeah. stuff where it's just really become it feels like we're kind of part of a of a wider net yeah uh, and community as well as kind of really trying to be uh, active and helping at home right um so that's nice it's nice to have you know friends and Right, yeah. Germany and, and England and in the States. Well, so speaking of other countries, I, I heard you guys mention 
on the Washed Up Emo podcast that it seems like certain countries respond to certain songs more than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about that. It's it. I, I still, and I, I think I said something along this uh, on the other podcast too. I still don't really know why that is. Yeah, it's just kind of an interesting, like surely there's a bit of language barrier element to it mm-hmm. where yes. certain lyrics uh, be- have more weight right. in English. Um, you know, but you- I don't know. It's bizarre. Like, do you, what do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, I think it is uh, a lot of things. It is a language barrier where a lot of, uh, we use very idiosyncratic language to describe experiences. And I think that's not necessarily applicable in other not other cultures because we're all it's like very westernized the places we're going mostly right. but it's like it's like a german saying is not going to have the same weight here as a as a like an english saying so yeah i think a lot of it is that and then like phraseology just like just like how things are phrased to carry a sentence differently so i think it's just like literally down to the language wow like, that's so strange to me I, I would think that all the singles would just hit home and then all the guys who want to pret- or or our hardcore old fans would just be like, yeah, play the old songs. And yeah, I think I, I think to a degree there is some of that, but I think also like uh, I think Italy was when we felt it the most. Yeah. Or or like places where like in Germany, we've played there enough times that people have like know what they're getting into. Yeah. And I think and know are are aware of the catalog, both records kind of thing. Yeah. But like playing in Italy, I think it was a lot of people who just knew the new record. Right. So it was like and that is what it is, right? Like people you, you can't even me, there's music that everyone knows that I don't know. Right, right. But, right. It's not it's not like a you should be up to date on all these things. It's like music is a especially with the internet now, it takes how do you make choices? How do you choose what you want to listen to in a, in a given day? Like there's yeah. so much just like anxiety or, or it's crazy. And it's like not, it used to be a point where like bands that had cool videos, it would kind of shine through and it still sort of does a little, but nowhere near as much anymore because there's no, you know, there's no channel on TV that's playing music videos yeah. or like, yeah. There's no, uh-huh. and, and I think like because of that, it, when people get into it, they're going to get into whatever new record is. What's the newest thing that this band's put out, right? So do or, you try and adjust accordingly when you play these places? N- no, not. I mean, I think we're still, it's like a learning curve, but like we kind of just play our sets and see what happens. Yeah, and I think right. a lot of the energy also is brought by people anticipating a good time. Sure. And they like, they'll bring that. Like, it's like the, it's like a, like self-determined it's like a what is it the destiny what is self-fulfilling prophecy that's the one yeah yeah exactly it um and that so they're bringing it and they make it work like for that reason and that's cool and then some places are just passionate about the music it doesn't matter what the lyrics are Yeah. yeah so it's like we don't really adjust we're just like we'll play a set and see what happens and then if it didn't work we just change it for the next time and you know go change things as we go and I'm guessing just by virtue of you being there, the next time you play, it's going to be different anyways because more people are going to have caught on and yeah. know and then probably look at the back catalog and all this other stuff. So. That's, I mean, that's the, the hope. Yeah. You can't really predict it, but you do hope that, that that is what happens. Yeah, if they were like disgustingly disappointed with our last show, they probably aren't going to, you know. Well, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. fair. But I, I have a feeling that you guys are probably winning more people over than you are disgusting. So. I, hope so. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. We don't... Uh, we'll see. 
You don't aim to disgust? The, yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, I guess... What is disgust, really? No, I mean, I'm, uh, we're, uh, I mean, we're hungover a lot of the time yeah. and don't shower. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I, for more reasons than one. That's pretty par for the course, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's There's like a level of you hit kind of a wall of exhaustion where you're sort of like, all right, I'm going to sleep as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to wake up at the last minute. Yeah. And we're going to get in the van and go to the gig. But do you get do you get the opposite when you're home a couple weeks in and you're like when the fuck are we getting back on the road again? It's it's that or it's just like when am I going to be busy again? Right. So it's like you. It's not a boredom. It's like a gnawing to be productive kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And whether it's touring or playing shows or writing, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. That kind of sneaks in. But I think too, like part of it is on us to kind of bridge the gap between home and road life a little bit yeah do you know what i mean like you can't they can't be kind of polarized there needs to be a bit more middle ground yeah yeah um whether you know that's a matter of like playing the guitar every day yeah or you know when you're home going to a show Mm -hmm. on a regular basis or just listening to music and keeping up with people who are putting out new releases i'm kind of happy to hear that because i watched a documentary a little while ago uh, Death Cab documentary mm-hmm. and it was one of the most depressing things I've ever seen because <laughs> Ben Gibbard is basically just like when I'm home I want to be on the road and when I'm on the road yeah. I just want to be home always yeah. back and forth but it seems like you guys have uh, kind of a more stable we're trying I mean be- uh, it strikes me that Ben Gibbard is pretty I mean he's had his issues with like depression and right. like self image issues and stuff but he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders he's been able to figure stuff out and it's like yeah I mean we, I definitely get like the post tour blues or whatever, but yeah, like Steve's saying, you fill it in with like try to be productive instead of destructive. Right. And mm. I guess it would be different if you had a wife and kids as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that would be really hard. But e- yeah, I mean for me, it's like even just having the time to read. Right. Yeah. You and you don't have that time on the road. You you do, but sometimes you get so tired. Right. That fall all you can sleep yeah you like fall reading. asleep like. Yeah, that I guess is the thing that maybe isn't always communicated is right. that y- your body sometimes runs so ragged. And that's like whether you like really whether you're drinking or not, mm-hmm. whether you're eating well or not, like those things help. Right. Like it helps to sub salad for fries 100% of the time yeah. on the road. But Do you're you know just always mean? on the move, probably not yeah. a comfortable bed most of the time. Yeah. And- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you kind of got to pull in all the corners of a healthy lifestyle when you're on the road because you can't do all of it at the same time. Yeah. But you have to do as much of it as you can. Yeah. It's it's like I wish we could cook meals for ourselves every day. Right. Or like hit a grocery store every day, but it just like it, it becomes so difficult. There's got to be some of those havens, though, where like you know people and they, oh, yeah. they, they take you in and make you a meal or something and it's like yeah. the, the best ever. Yeah, yeah. definitely. There are the, like, and that is one of the nice things about having toured as much as we have is that like in most places we play, we kind of either have the choice, like we could get a hotel room right. if we wanted, or we could stay with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that just makes for a much kind of m- more fulfilling because you can go out for lunch with friends or right. you can get coffee, you know? Yeah. And so it, it, yeah. Aside from falling asleep, reading, <laughs> reading books and not showering, do you have any kind of crazy stories from the road? I feel like maybe just one. So that people think like, fuck yeah, mm. these guys are stars. Mm. Mm. I mean, 
There's like a lot of weather related ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like I think my craziest thing is um I mean it wasn't it's not a story, it's just the experience of driving through the Rockies during the winter. Yeah. Can be terrifying. Um because like a, it's, and beautiful. It's, it's the worst like and the best. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the, a lot of those switchbacks don't have uh don't have barriers. Right. And the road is just like completely slick with snow and and wet and it was just like you see over the edge you see tracks going off the side of the road and you're like looking down and it's just like terrifying but it's amazing too because you're in this place that it's just like infinitely nice so it's pretty yeah yeah i mean yeah we've we've spun out a couple of times right have you had any major i know last time knuckle puck was coming to toronto they hit a deer on the way and couldn't play a show have you guys had anything like crazy no. no we're pretty vigilant like we the rule is driver and someone else who's awake and if you're driving through those areas you're watching for wildlife because right. i mean you can't afford to hit a moose because that'll kill everybody because they're just like they're Massive. giant they're yeah. giant creatures so yeah. so yeah and you know other than that it's just staying in like We've had our runs of staying in flop houses and yeah, places like sketchy where you think heroin might, yeah. lounges. Are those days over? For the most part, yeah. Oh, yeah, good, good, good. Like if we're staying at a friend's, we're staying at a friend's, and it's like, a, if even if it's small, it's like it'll be comfortable. It'll be a floor, but it's like, yeah, that's fine. We're used to it. It's so funny because when I was a kid, I used to think like, oh, if your song's on the radio, that's it. You made yeah. it, man. No, <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Let me just, yeah, it's not the case. Yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of it not being the case, is being a full-time touring band what you thought? It, what your sixteen-year-old self thought it was going to be? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I expected. I only expected to play all the time. Yeah. Which, so I guess in that case, it kind of is. But I think because the um, the progression towards doing this was so incremental it's just like a gradual uh adjustment to the point where everything is always normal it just seems normal all the time so right it's, it's just, like you don't notice your own hair growing yeah exactly yeah. and you, so you're like um it's yeah not to make it sound mundane or like complacent it's just like it's yeah. a an everyday event of course and it's incremental growth so you just like i'm sure when you look back on years gone by you yeah. can see a difference but day to day it's, day to day it's not yeah. yeah and my like my 16 year old self to imagine that i would play in the uk at like reading and leeds mm -hmm. like that i would have never imagined that right so that's cool but it's like yeah the as i said the uh, excitement of youth has long since faded. So, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you guys are actually off to Europe pretty soon, right? Yeah, in yeah. Uh, three weeks. So yeah. that'll be cool. We're that's the kind of the last little bit of touring on this record for right. a while. Um, and you were saying off mic that it's with the Wonder Years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that'll yeah. be great. Those guys are super super nice. We uh, we know them pretty well, and it'll be it'll yeah. and tiny moving parts as well. So oh, that'll yeah, be yeah. fun. That'll be awesome. Ooh, I, yeah. Both of those bands, like I was saying, I feel like I've seen them like twenty times because we toured with them. We've toured with Tiny Moving Parts, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and then separately we did Warp Tour, and Wonder Years was on it. So right. I mean, it'll be fun. We like we've all bonded already, yeah. so it'll just be. If you're listening time. and you don't know who these bands are, just just check just them out. Go, yeah. yeah, it seems like you guys get to tour with. I mean. 
you have very quickly become one of my favorite bands, but it also seems like you get to tour with a lot of like when I, when I went to the show at Danforth, I didn't know that Hotelier was playing with you guys. Yeah. When I found out, I just lost my mind. I was like, Oh, this is like two for one right here. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. They're awesome. We're very lucky. We get to play with so many, like, I mean, Chastity is another band that played, uh, one of the Danforth shows. They're coming up now, but they're like, they're from Whitby. They're like, in the area, but they're going to be huge. Oh, cool. And like, yeah. okay. They're the awesome guys and wicked music. It's yeah. coming out on Captured Tracks, too, yeah. which puts out the Mac DeMarco stuff. There's yeah. like a pedigree to that label, which is yeah. really nice. Those guys work hard. Yeah, and then like Dirty Nil, like another oh, one yeah. of our favorite bands that happens to be our friends. Yeah. And same with Pew Pew Pew. And like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah. So, like, we, yeah, we're in that way, we're very lucky we get to play with awesome bands that are, they also happen to be great dudes. So, same with Modern Baseball, obviously. Like, they're wicked. Yeah, and I think we've been really just sort of. We've been really lucky in the states too with with side one dummy, yeah, um, and then yeah. kind of revitalizing themselves in right. the last three or four years. You know, signing bands that we all really liked and that we've again had chance to play with and and get yeah. to know. Uh, you know, your Jeff Rosenstocks and your Mystery Bands and yeah. AJJ, AJJ, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and and even like smaller bands that side one dummy is now like able to kind of help out right. a, you know band like safe to say from toronto yeah, or yeah. um uh microwave from atlanta yeah, meat um, wave. yeah meat wave from chicago who are good friends of ours it yeah. like it feels like the kind of world that we're in the sort of like punk yeah and emo kind of world is is having a really kind of vital sort of moment where there are a lot of people kind of yeah absolutely yeah. i think that uh a lot of the kids who grew up listening to it are now in a position where it's like you know they can kind of help foster it or or whatever it is and it's it's kind of making i I hesitate to say comeback because i've been listening to it all the way through but yeah um but it's kind of cool like being on side one dummy as well like they've there's a pedigree there too because they've uh they've brought up some some pretty serious artists oh yeah i mean like the like well, I'll take specifically Gogol Bordello mm-hmm. as an example. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Um, they're like, I think they are the picture of a live band. Oh, they, yeah. Their show's crazy. Their yeah. show's crazy, but their record sounds like a party. Yeah. And like, that's what, that's what it should be. Like, you should be instilling excitement, whether it's on record or live. And it's just like madness. Yeah. But then also the songs are great. Like, they resonate, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah. They that was a big thing for me and like we're on side one dummy the same as Google Bordello yeah. that was insane so and obviously like anti flag and like all those bands that mm-hmm. have done stuff with side one and like it's, yeah it's awesome we're very very lucky okay so I only got a couple more questions yep. before I let you go and I'm gonna apologize for this one in advance <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think there is a right answer but. Uh, what sort of advice would you give younger bands who, who want to do this? And I know like everyone asked that question probably and whatever, but I, I feel like I got to ask. Uh, I mean, the way I think we did it was... Um, good songs, number one. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like, be, like whether or not you consider them good songs, it's just work hard on your songs, obviously. Yeah. Like always, always pull every ounce of potential out of a rehearsal and a song that's big that's like a huge thing listen to as much music as possible to that end right um read as much about the business as you can because yeah. if you arm yourself with that knowledge um and engage yourself in the business then that will 
uh, that will yield only positive results. Just like try to do everything all the time. Right. Go to shows, meet people. Like it's called networking, but don't call it networking. Don't think of it that way. Think of it as making new friends because that's what it is. Yeah. Because you can help them as much as they can help yeah. you. Um, it's like getting to know bands that are smaller than you because right. at some point you're going to get bigger and they're going to be awesome bands that you want to help. And yeah, that yeah. can only pay dividends in the future. Right. And uh, I think generally just be nice to people. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like everyone's struggling. So right. just, just like help I think help is the biggest thing. Yeah. When I was in school, somebody told me playing music isn't hard. You already know how to play music. Right. What's hard is figuring out everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And doing it in such a way that you can make it sustainable and that you are being true to who you are and and what you want to do. And also, you know, being the kind of person who can get along with people because so much of music is collaborative that if you can't get along with people, you're not gonna, you're dead in the water unless you're, you know, some sort of genius. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like drink and do drugs (laughs) in moderation. Right. Have fun. Make sure it's fun. Yeah. Take care of yourself. But right, yeah, yeah. that's it is true. Like you can't rely on one single thing. You have to do everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And to that end, you were saying sustainability. It is the it is like the maintaining personal relationships, like both in and outside the band. Yeah. Um, and just generally being open and communication and being aware, right. but also learn to make a budget. Yep. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. a big, like people don't want to think about it. It's like, Oh, that's too business. It's like, it's not too business if you want to do anything. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the thing, right? Like, yeah. cause in the end it is a business. It is a yeah, business. Well, it's, it's, I, we, whenever I, I speak to like friends of my parents at a Christmas party or something. Yeah. And they're always like, Oh, how's your band? I'm like, I kind of break it down to them. Like we run a small business. Like we're four partners in a small business. Right, and yeah, yeah. Our product just happens to be, music music right yeah. and that seems like that seems to like put it in like stiff and clinical terms right but the truth is is that it's a lot easier for us to be like okay we're going to f- europe for two and a half weeks yeah. flights are paid for yada 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 right when our back end is managed and like you know yeah we all keep all of our receipts from on the road and at home for things that we can claim because we have an accountant right and like all those little things that yeah. don't that my 16 year old self right would have never thought well you'd be like no man i don't need that like <laughs> you'd romanticize it's about the it. music yeah. man. right yeah. and it's like and and having an accountant doesn't mean you're making music or art that is Matters somehow less, yeah. yeah like yeah. dishonest right. right like think about this like a local storefront that you like a cool shot that you think is awesome right like why are they any less for running their stuff like a business that's like kind of the mentality yeah. And to that end, like, we're very lucky for other reasons, obviously, too. But we're very lucky to have Stefan because he has he's an awesome he reigns that stuff in and he's like very good at keeping on top of that. But yeah, yeah like, you, you need at least one of those. In every yeah. yeah. And, and we break up things, you know, fairly evenly. Nestor handles a lot of like taking care of the van and ordering merch. Zach designs a lot of merch. I kind of run the web presence and all that shit. Right. But, like yeah. y- you have to you have to be willing to trust people and to delegate and to, to yeah yeah and, well, and that, that you know i mean part of that is like 
we are very lucky because the four of us are like-minded in how attached we are to doing this. Right. And that means whether or not we like the task, we'll do it because we know it's like, it's not the playing music part, but you have to do it. So you have to have, that's part of it too, is like the other advice is if you can find other people and everything else can like fall, kind of fall into Mm -hmm. place. Right. So it's like, yeah, I mean, part of it is luck. Part of it is, I mean, I'm definitely lucky because I've had people already, but uh, part of it is like just being open and doing your side of that. And, and like we failed before. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, fail a like, lot. That's yeah, a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're both almost thirty, right? Yeah. And we've been playing bands and putting on shows and going to shows and and you know screwing up shows. Oh yeah. For fifteen years. Yeah. Right. Right. So like it's it some of it does just take time and you need to be willing to learn from your mistakes and accept failures. Yeah. Otherwise you're gonna be crushed the first time you throw a show and nobody shows up. Right. <laughs> you should make it your goal to fail a lot. Fail yeah. a lot more than you succeed. And that's, have people who are willing to fail with you, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, uh thanks for talking to me guys. Okay. I just have Thank one you, final question. Yeah. Um I noticed that you guys list Van Halen as an influence. <laughs> oh, yeah. When are you? Uh, when are you guys gonna bust out Eruption or like oh, Running with the God. Devil or something? I mean, that would be an, an, an Esther thing because he's. I mean, I love Van Halen, um, but he actually learned Eruption. He didn't know. It oh, really? All. Yeah. And no. he oh, tried shit. to learn Spanish Fly and like all those. I was kind of kidding, like, but that's he, amazing. He does like he can play the Ice Cream Man solo. And, yeah. Like, he's, yeah, he's an awesome guitar player. I mean, yeah. He's an awesome bass player, but also an awesome guitar player. Um, but I don't know if guitar solo solos like improper are necessarily our thing. So we'll see. Maybe we can work it in. <laughs> there are like some jagged, broken ones that I come up with, but yeah. I'm not really like a it's not the Van tapping Halen guy. Know, yeah. The, I don't know. Do people do that anymore? I, like aside from guys like protests and stuff. Yeah. Is that like, I don't think. Yeah, I think like Roswell Kid. Hey, Roswell Kid does a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. cheeky though. Like I feel like I was watching that. Um, Diarrhea Planet as well. Oh yeah, Diarrhea Planet for sure. That like. Uh, the guitar moves episode Billy it's like a the like single tap is a yeah. big Billy Gibbons thing yeah that's a and so Josh Ami by extension would do yeah. that mm-hmm. but nothing um, like no no overt 80s full scale like just tapping I actually I think our lasting uh homage to, to Van Halen is we've named every van we've ever owned after the like equivalent Van Halen record Oh sweet! So there was Van Halen one and Van Halen two. And women and children first. Women and fair warning. Fair warning. Yeah. Fair it's, warning. I mean, my lasting thing is, and I think this is just like an ethos thing, but it's uh, it's like making pop songs that are interesting, right? Because that they were great at that. Eddie was an amazing rhythm guitar player, so like yeah. that just made it cool. Like the pre-choruses and stuff right. would just like out of left field, but they fit perfectly. Like he's just. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I guess you kind of have to, like, you can maybe be ashamed about stuff you liked back in the day. Right. But that shouldn't inhibit you from stealing from it. Right, right. Because there's yeah. a reason you like that stuff. And going back and mining. Oh, I still listen to yeah. Van Halen. It's, and Nestor right. does too. He's a fan for it. Well, for anyone who hasn't already checked out some other interviews that you've done, because I know this is definitely a question that comes up. The last question I'll ask is influences. I know that you listed Wilco and mm-hmm. and Weezer and Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. What else? Uh, what else you guys got for me? Uh, Stefan likes Built to Spill. Oh, uh, sweet. R- rural Alberta. 
like awesome. I mean, we all have mutual. Love I love how you distance yourself from that though. Like Stefan likes yeah. this. Well, not me. No, but I I like them. I like I like those records a lot. But they're yeah. not the ones that I grew up with. Right. Yeah. You can hear that in the way Stefan writes his parts, which right. is cool. Like learning more about him and like how he like the music he listened to. You can identify that, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, sure. Um, I love Dillinger Escape Plan. And oh like, yeah. I I mean that's like probably not a formative one for me, but I they're my favorite band. Yeah. So. I, so it like, sucks that they're breaking up. I, I would but. say there's probably five bands for each of us that before this band came together, we were just completely ignorant of. Okay. Uh, and, and again, it gets back to the whole there being a lot of music out there and yeah, only yeah, so of much course. time. And, um, and that now are like bands that we all love. Is Macedon. Do you know what I mean? Like Macedon, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Red Fang yeah. actually saw the three of them play together at Cool House. Oh, shit. Which was amazing. And then I actually met Billy, the drummer. Yeah. Awesome dude, and like I saw Brent Hines backstage, just like shirtless with women. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stay away from that guy. But he, he's probably a nice guy. I right. assume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like Outcast is one of the greatest things to ever happen to popular music. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and and yeah, I don't know. I, I just think like, uh, not, the five of us have very eclectic tastes. Yeah, and and they synthesize well right but uh, they are very different i think that's important yeah you know bring different elements from each person if you were all into the same stuff your stuff would just sound like that's well that's it right but we all have the common ground of some bands and also yeah the love of pop music Mm -hmm. so it's like that that makes the synthesis a little easier because we all have a common goal right which is to make like a just like a good song because we don't want any bells and whistles we don't want it to be mainly ear candy we want there to be the hook and all the purposeful elements so right yeah well i think you guys are succeeding very <laughs> well uh yeah heard those records the first time i was i was just like yeah this this is it right That's here awesome. and those videos <laughs> definitely don't hurt Thank you. Yeah. well thanks for uh sitting down with me guys yeah, thank you yeah. i really appreciate it cheers thanks so much Was I right? Cool guys. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more to that interview. Uh, so if you want to hear the rest, check out my other podcast. You got to love it. And we kind of asked them about the media that they love and hate. And they throw shade at a really popular artist. This is my version of clickbait. This is audio clickbait. So, yeah, check out my other podcast. It's called You Gotta Love It. You can go to loveitpod.com to listen in. But anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about the music for the week. It comes by way of one of the guys from Pup. If you listen to the interview, he talks about his band, The DeForesters, and they are fucking great. I uh, I went home and had to immediately look it up, and I loved it. Now, the only downside is I don't know how often they play, and their bio is as follows. DeForesters have accomplished as close to nothing as is humanly possible, both musically and otherwise. 
Any further details would be superfluous. Um, but yeah, music's good. Some sweet punk rock. Here is the DeForest. Pete. 